You're listening to Julie's Library, where books bring us together. Today we're going to read Bright Sky, Starry City by Uma Krishnaswamy, illustrated by Amy Sakiro, and Max and the Tagalon Moon, written and illustrated by Floyd Cooper. Hello, dear listeners. I'm Julie Andrews, and this is my library. Every week I'm joined by my daughter, Emma Walton Hamilton. Hello, everyone. And we share a story or two that we picked out just for you. Today's library visit is a very special one because we're here at night. That's right. We're all spread out on a picnic blanket in the garden so we can see a meteor shower. Yes, we've been watching meteors streak across the sky all evening. Some people call them falling stars or shooting stars, and they make a wish when they see one. Oh, there's another one, Mom. Oh, I saw it too. Did you make your wish, Em? Hold on. Yes, wish made. Good. You'll have to tell me if it comes true, Em. (laughs) You know, sometimes when I look up at the night sky, I think about all the wishes that have been made on stars through history. We human beings love to look up at the sky and dream. We really do. Even hundreds and hundreds of years ago, people looked to the stars as inspiration for stories and art. When I look up at night... I always think about how big the universe is. Mm. There's so much of it we haven't explored, and that makes me feel like anything is possible. Mm, That's lovely, Em. We asked some friends of the library what they think about when they look up at the night sky. And here's what they shared with us. When I look up on the night sky, it reminds me of the planets, and I wonder how they circle around. What do they run on? I feel like going past the planets all the way to see Pluto. I think of constellations. Sometimes I think about under the North Star, the North Pole. It's so pretty to look out the sky. So many fun things to think about. We have such imaginative friends. Yes, we do. Oh, I'm getting just a tad chilly, though. Should we head inside to the reading nook? Good idea. I have the perfect book to read after some stargazing. Excellent. Let's go. All right. I found the perfect spot in the reading nook to warm up. With cozy pillows all around. A glowing lamp shines its light on the pages. There's a squishy rug under our feet. And we have a sturdy old telescope by the window to keep an eye on the night sky. Would you read our first book tonight, Mom? I'd love to. Bright Sky, Starry City by Uma Krishnaswamy Phoebe helped Dad set up the telescopes outside his store. She added her own special effects in chalk. Color by brilliant color, she sketched the solar system upon the sidewalk. Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, 
Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, and Neptune. Phoebe sang the planet names as she drew. She thought of them spinning on their axes, going round and round the sun, over and over, forever and ever. Two of the planets, Saturn and Mars, would be up in the sky later, between those buildings. They'd be up, but Phoebe worried she wouldn't be able to see them. Would anyone? Dad knew where to look, but the city lights always turned the night sky gray and dull. People hurried past, hugging themselves against the wind, while Phoebe made her planet drawings. Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, spin on the sidewalk. Streetlights blinked on. Neon signs flashed and flickered. Up in the sky, something faint tried to glimmer through. What's that star? Phoebe asked. Vega, said Dad. Deneb? It was hard to tell. Where are Mars and Saturn, said Phoebe. Over in the west, said Dad. If we were out in the country, we could see them. The city lights wouldn't spoil the night sky. But they were not in the country. It's not fair, Phoebe said. She closed her eyes and wished for all the bright lights to disappear. All those blinking, flashing, glowing lights that sent pale fingers up into the sky. She longed for the city lights to go out just for a while, just to give the night sky a chance. The wind whistled. A fat raindrop fell on Phoebe's nose, another in her hair, then more and more splattering on the sidewalk. Sorry, Phoebe, said Dad. We'd better pack it in. Rain blurred the lights. Clouds blotted out the sky. Dad hurried Phoebe back into the shop. Phoebe peered through the window at her sidewalk solar system dissolving into chalky streams. Maybe we should just go home, Dad said. But Phoebe did not want to go home. She wanted a beautiful, inky black night. Lightning cracked the sky. Phoebe counted the seconds one to ten. Thunder crashed. Let's wait for the rain to stop, said Phoebe. Could be a while, Dad warned. What about Mars and Saturn, said Phoebe. Dad just shook his head. Crash! Boom! The echoes faded, but something had changed. Where were all the lights? The power had gone out and with it all the lights too. With the city suddenly darkened, Phoebe and Dad sat in the store, listening to the rain. At last, at last, at long, long last, the downpour slowed from torrent to shower to pitter-patter drip. Phoebe had never heard anything so glorious. When the last drops had fallen, when the wind had died down and the last clouds were gone, Phoebe and Dad ventured outside. 
above the newly washed city with the power still out, glowing, sparkling, gleaming lights painted the night. Some faint, some brilliant, some clustered together, and some scattering fiercely through the inky darkness. Stars in the hundreds, some in constellations that Phoebe had only ever seen in pictures. And there they were, right where they should be. Two bright and steady points of light, Saturn and Mars, close to each other in the western sky. People milled around, talking, pointing, laughing, looking all at once, all together, under the stars. Phoebe squinted through the telescope at Saturn Dazzle, misty, magical, floating rings, and the faint dot of the planet's biggest moon. Somewhere in there, too far to spot, Phoebe imagined the rest of Saturn's many moons, including the small, rocky one that she was named for. Dad turned the telescopes, focusing on one cluster of stars and then another. How deep the night was and how endless. Then, adjusting to the darkness, Phoebe saw something she'd never seen before. A pale, gauzy, whitish band low in the eastern sky. What's that cloud, Phoebe said. The Milky Way, Dad said. That's part of our galaxy you're looking at. Phoebe breathed in the night with all its stars and planets. What a bright, bright sky, she whispered. It's a starry city, all right, said Dad. And it was. Soon the lights would come back on and everyone would hurry off. But for a brief time above the dark city, there was the bright night sky. The bright night sky with the stars in their constellations and the planets wheeling in their orbits. The End Wow. Thanks for reading that, Mom. Oh, my pleasure. You certainly picked out the perfect book for this starry evening. Well, I couldn't help but think of the main character, Phoebe, while we were out in the garden together. I bet she'd love to see a meteor shower like the one we saw tonight. I bet she would. Oh, that sound means we have a message. Oh, let's hear who it's from. Hello, Anine. My name is Annette Lee. Uh, I am mixed race Lakota, and my communities are Ojibwe and Lakota, Dakota. So for as long as I can remember, I have loved looking at the night sky. I am an astronomer. Um, I teach at a university. A lot of people think of the stars, and we think of maybe the what's called the Greek constellations, like maybe you could think of a Greek constellation or like the Big Dipper or something. That just comes from one group of people, one culture that happens to be from Western Europe, but there's all these other cultures through the whole world. So all these different cultures have stories and teachings. There's all these other ways to know the sky. 
So I'm going to tell you about one of my uh, favorite things to look for in the night sky, which comes from the Dakota Lakota star map. This is called the Blue Spirit Woman or Toween or Toween. You should go outside in your backyard and look for those seven bright stars in the sky in the north. You maybe know that as the Big Dipper. Look for that scoop made by the four bright stars in the dipper, the bowl, sometimes it's called. We have the teaching that there's a spirit that lives right there at the center of that scoop in the Big Dipper. And there's a spirit called Toween or Toween, Blue Spirit Woman. And she resides right there in that scoop. In Ojibwe, there's a saying, everything you need is in the stars. And you could just sit there under the stars, like in a chair. Everything you need is in the stars. Goodbye, Emma and Julie. Gigawabamin, we say in Ojibwe. I hope you have fun looking at the night sky. How wonderful. I love learning about constellations. Yes, let's look for the blue spirit woman when we walk home tonight. Let's. Oh, seems like we have a visitor. Let's go see who it is. Stay cozy, listeners. We'll be right back. Hey, listeners. Our friends at Smash Boom Best are back with 16 brand new episodes. Smash Boom Best is a debate podcast for the whole family. Each episode takes two cool things, smashes them together, and asks you to decide which one is best. Like vampires versus werewolves, ice cream versus french fries, pandas versus penguins. Using facts and the power of persuasion, debaters teach real skills about constructive debate and making sound arguments. Listen to Smash Boom Best wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi, Julie. Hi, Emma. Oh, Floyd, it's lovely to see you. Listeners, this is our dear friend, Floyd Cooper. He's an author and illustrator. But Floyd, what are you doing out and about at this hour? I was going to ask you two the same thing. I stayed up late so I could sketch the meteor shower in the park. And then I was walking home and saw a light on in the library. Oh, how funny. We were watching the meteor shower, too. We were, and then we decided to warm up in the reading nook with a lovely story about stargazing. Why don't you join us, Floyd? Oh, yes, come in. It's already well past my bedtime, and I'm always up for another book. Well, I'd love to. And if you'd like, I can even read one of my books. That would be wonderful. The big red armchair is all yours, Floyd. Thank you. It certainly is comfy. And here's a cup of tea for you. Mmm, delicious. This is a cozy spot you've got here. Oh, thank you. All right. I think I'm ready to read. Max and the Tagalong Moon by me, Floyd Cooper. One night, as Max was leaving Grandpa's house, He reached up to give Grandpa a big hug goodbye. In the sky, behind Grandpa, appeared a big, fine moon. Look, Grandpa, the moon. That old moon will always shine for you, on and on. 
Grandpa and Max gazed quietly at the big moon together as it embraced them in soft yellow light. Max smiled at the moon and Grandpa, then climbed into the car. Bye-bye, Grandpa. Bye-bye, moon. As the car pulled away, Max kept his eyes on Grandpa until he disappeared from sight, and all he saw was the moon. Max kept his eyes on that moon, waiting for it to disappear too. Now the long ride home was swervy, curvy, this way and that, all the way. And the moon seemed to tag along. (laughs) Max giggled as he watched the beautiful bright orb flicker through the passing trees, trailing behind the cars that traveled home, this way and that, playing peekaboo. Up a hill, down a hill, the moon was ever there. Over a bridge, around a curve, the moon bounced along. Around a tree, past a field of sleeping cows, the moon stayed quietly behind Max. Through a small town with roundabout streets, Max gazed up as the moon kept up. At the mouth of a tunnel and out the other end, Max smiled when he saw the moon there waiting. Dark clouds tumbled across the night sky. The stars and nightingales all faded away. Max searched the darkness and wondered, where is the moon? Grandpa said it would always shine for me. Where did it go? Finally home, Max took one last look up at the empty night sky. I guess that old moon couldn't shine for me all the way home. Upstairs in bed, the room was dark. Max felt alone. He missed Grandpa. He missed that tagalong moon. Then slowly, very slowly, Max's bedroom began to fill with a soft yellow glow. The clouds faded away and the moon peeked through. Max gazed up at that magic ball of light and thought about what Grandpa said. That old moon will always shine for me, on and on. Max knew then that whenever he saw the moon, he would think of Grandpa, on and on. And he slept soundly, embraced in soft yellow light. The End Oh, you write so beautifully, Floyd. Yes, thank you for reading to us. Well, thank you. And thanks for having me in your warm reading nook. Where did you get the idea for this book? Well, uh, when I was a kid, my dad had a taxi cab. And after work, he would take us for rides in his taxi. My view from the back seat looking up out the window was nothing but sky. And so I always saw that moon. And wherever we went, the moon was there. We'd go to Dairy Queen. The moon was there. We'd turn the corner and go past the library. The moon was there. (laughs) Even when we got home, that moon seemed to be following. And I never forgot that. And that's where the idea came from. Oh, that's lovely. That's wonderful. Did you also have a special relationship with your grandpa like Max does in the book, Floyd? Uh, Yes. My grandpa was a storyteller. And he could weave the most fantastic tales. He always had us enthralled at his knee, listening to wonderful stories of what it was like when he was a boy. And he told stories about almost anything. I think he just loved to talk, but we just loved to listen as well. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the time. 
I'd better head home and tuck myself in. Well, thank you so much for stopping by. Yes, you are always welcome at the library, Floyd. Thanks, you two. I'm sure I'll pay you another visit soon. I hope. Bye. 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 What a treat to hear Floyd read. Yes, it's always wonderful when friends stop by. Speaking of which, it's time for... Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful words. Every episode, we share some words that have tickled our fancy. Words can be wonderful for all kinds of reasons. Maybe they make you laugh or smile or think big thoughts. I love the word constellation. That's the word for the patterns that stars form in the sky. Some wonderful words are useful, like another one from the story today, gleam. Mm. If something is gleaming, it's extra shiny and bright. That is a wonderful word. Let's hear some of our listeners' wonderful words. My wonderful word is exhilarated. It means that... You're very happy and thrilled and feel like nothing can go wrong. Book, because I love reading. Flower, because you can't give it to anyone. Winter, because he's my foster dog. Drawing, because I want to be an illustrator when I grow up. What a fabulous assortment of words. Yes. Listeners, do you have any more wonderful words you'd like to share with us? Visit julieslibraryshow.org and send them our way. We'll be back next week with another book that we picked out just for you. Until then, happy reading. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Julie's Library is hosted and produced by Julie Andrews and me, Emma Walton-Hamilton. The featured books in this episode were Bright Sky, Starry City by Uma Krishnaswamy, illustrated by Amy Securo, and published by Groundwood Books. And Max and the Tagalong Moon, written and illustrated by Floyd Cooper and published by Puffin Books. Thanks to the teams at Groundwood and Penguin Random House. We always recommend picking the books up for yourself. You can find Bright Sky, Starry City, and Max and the Tagalong Moon at your local library or bookstore. See those night skies for yourself. For more book recommendations, head to julieslibraryshow.org. Sign up for our newsletter and you'll receive special activities and notes from Mom and me. Julie's Library is produced by Molly Bloom, Elissa Dudley, Rosie DuPont, Tracy Mumford, Mark Sanchez, and Sandon Totten. Our executive producer is Lauren D. Digital production is by Christina Lopez, and original music is from Allison Layton Brown. Engineering is by Sam Hamilton, and sound mixing is by Corey Schreppel and Eric Romani. Special thanks to Lily Kim. We'd also like to thank Associate Professor Sarah Park Dahlin of St. Catherine University for consulting with our team. We always love hearing from our listeners. Today, you heard from Aubrey from Ontario, Canada, Evelyn from Richmond, Virginia, Serafina from Vernon, Connecticut, Nora from Lexington, Massachusetts, Novea and Zohar from Jerusalem, Israel, Madeline from Salt Lake City, Utah, Stephanie, and Joshua. Julie's Library is a production of American Public Media. Hey, 
listeners, our friends at Smash Boom Best are back with 16 brand new episodes. Smash Boom Best is a debate podcast for the whole family. Each episode takes two cool things, smashes them together, and asks you to decide which one is best, like vampires versus werewolves, ice cream versus french fries, pandas versus penguins. Using facts and the power of persuasion, debaters teach real skills about constructive debate and making sound arguments. Listen to Smash Boom Best wherever you listen to podcasts.